FB1 with your host Martinez and Paul. And well, like every week, what's been going on with you, man? Absolutely nothing. It's just the same old thing all over again. Waking up, learning shit, and that's about it. How, how's your week going on? Oh, my week. Ooh, buddy. Well, we're recovering from a bit of a setback, just like physically and mentally, more so mentally. So, you know, just got a head start on like coursework and all that shit. Painful as hell. And, you know, have my like tutor me in or whatever else. But other than that, it's been it's been all right, to be fair, for for the start of the week. Nothing nothing bad's happened, nothing's good's happened. It's just been even keel, so that's good. Anyway, what happened this week? Ah, this week, I want to start off with... Okay, I want to start off with something near and dear to my heart, even though we're both thinking about, like, the sports thing going on. Yeah. I want to start off talking about SARS. That is, if you don't know what SARS is, SARS is a police task force set up in Nigeria that was to help prevent um, armed robbery and, um, like... Because a lot of like robberies that do take place in Nigeria are often on the roadside with like area boys, which are the equivalent to what we would call roadmen, right? So they were set up to take care of that kind of problem. But now what they've done is they've led to them doing police brutality and abusing their power, where they've taken young people for young people who look a certain way, who look well dressed, modern, have laptops, iPhones, have well maintained hair or any signs of wealth. And rather than protecting those kind of people, they are taking advantage of them. There have been many women who have been raped. There have been many men who have been beaten to death or killed or extorted money from. Like Police in Nigeria have always never been the most consistent or never been entirely straight and narrow. They've always been a sense of crookedness to them. And I've always assumed that's because of the economic situation. Well, yeah, these guys aren't making a fuck ton, so if they can squeeze a bit of money out of you, they will. And yes, there's even been a time where me as a tourist, or I say tourist, me as a person who, although I have, although my origin is from there, it doesn't live there full time. Like, even the police have tried to extort money from me personally. Like, they fully, like, threatened to clamp up our car and stuff when we were leaving a hotel. And it was prob- it was quite tense because they were, like, screaming at the driver. They were trying to, like, basically hustle, like, hustle some money out of us or, like, threaten to clamp up the car pretty much. So... And now it's kind of evolved to where they're outright just killing young people for being modernized. When in reality, they shouldn't be targeting your honest, hardworking young people in this country who are your lawyers, who are hairdressers, who can afford iPhones, iPads, well-maintained hair, nice, authentic clothes. Like, it shouldn't be targeting people for those things. But yeah, evidently, police brutality doesn't just isn't just a thing to do with race. It's now also a thing to do happen in a country full of 200 million black people so it's fucking terrifying it is disgusting and i hope to god something actually gets done about it because i have a lot of family members in nigeria right now who are like young and up and coming like i have i have like a close family i have close family members of mine and other distant ones who are doing different things in creative industries meaning they're carrying around with them expensive equipment wearing nice clothes have to dress a certain way and that shouldn't make them a target for SARS because they're trying to make an honest hustle and an honest living in that country isn't that the SARS thing ended by now 
uh, it's been reported that it's been ended, but a lot of Nigerians, a lot of people close to the situation than me or you have said how they're likely just going to be redistributed or they're just going to be rebranding SARS into something else. So the situation is still very tense. Like, yes, they've said on paper, because like I said, the the government and the police and things like that haven't always been the most straight and narrow, clear cut thing in Nigeria. Like it's not the most, like government politics and police and all that kind of stuff are are usually not that clear cut to begin with. Now add to that a country that's, that's even more unorganized. Like it leaves a lot to be desired in those kind of situations. So what most people believe is they're going to be just redispersed or rebranded to something else. And this kind of thing is still going to be going on. And in my opinion, even if they were to try and redisperse or re like rebrand them and give them restrictions, whatever else, like this shit's still going to go on. Let's not pretend to try and pretend to you like them rebranding them is going to change anything. But what is wrong with the Nigerian police that the SARS is a thing? What's wrong with it? Armed robbery. Long story short, Nigeria has always been a bit of a crooked country when it comes to how the police act and how they haven't always, they don't always uphold the law to the highest standard. Then on top of that, there's a huge, that's always been a problem as far as I've known. There's always been a problem of armed robbery being a thing in Nigeria because police carry guns and very, like, different types of authority figures carry guns. And that means guns are quite easy to access. So people can carry fake weaponry and just like threaten you on the roadside and be get like can rob you on the on like the motorway or something. So that's always been a problem. SARS was created with the intention of stopping that. But since the police are already crooked, you've now gone and said, okay, right, we need you to stop a task force. We need to set up a task force to stop these young like miscreants and deviants from robbing our honest citizens. So this means, hmm, you've given these already crooked police officers power to harass the young, rich, and those making an honest living. Even if they don't necessarily have much, those with nice hair are cause for concern. Those with nice hair, they can now be, those with nice clothes, they can now be abusing. Those who look a type of way or look like they have monetary value, they can be attacked, they can be raped, they can be all sorts they can do to them with basically no repercussions because they're technically a task force that are, that are technically trying to keep us safe. When in reality, they're just crooked police taking advantage of the fact that they can t- that they can beat up on young people and brutalize young people and get away with it. That's a tough topic, to be fair, because in my opinion, yeah, police poli- poli should be the ones in power, not someone who is the third person. But if the situations like these happen, yeah, then some 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 steps must be taken, and more than if, some steps. Of course, yeah. But mm. hmm, how can I say this now? I forgot what I wanted to say, but whatever. There's a lot that needs to be done. Of course, there's a lot that there's a lot that needs to be done, but you need to reform properly reform the police institution and then get some help, for example, from from other institutions than SARS. Which, if they are claimed to be reforming, then that's a good thing to hear. But my thing, Martinez, take it from someone who goes who goes there quite often. Like the police have always, they've always been. They have to hustle you for an extra 
a thousand naira, which is the equivalent to what five pounds. They've always tried to hustle you for money or time or whatever. Like they've done it to me. They've done it. They do it. I can't imagine being a regular citizen every day, like every living everyday life there. Like so basically, of, basically, yeah, they're abusing power and they're being corrupt. Yes, they. And my thing is, and for most Nigerians or most people who are close to the situation than I am, they've always like. Even if they get redispersed or rebranded or there's some form of reform in a technical sense, like if they write a letter saying all oh, the new reform, we a lot of us don't think there's going to be genuine change. I get that because we are in the same situation ourselves in terms of our country, how, how it's being run. So I fully get what you're saying. It's an absolutely horrible situation to be in. And it terrifies me because obviously I've got family over there. And in it, it's like, I don't like the idea of me hearing about something that's happened to them because of SARS or because of corrupt police. And it shows, once again, like I said, that police brutality is definitely not just a thing to do with race. It can be a class thing. Uh, like where, like it can be a thing of where you came from. It can be a monetary thing, a gender thing. It, it honestly doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the people you put in place to protect us shouldn't be the people that are now coming, ki- coming and killing the next generation. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, it's mostly the class thing because... I don't want to sound a bit racist, but because be you are all the, carefully. Nah, of course, I'm trying to be careful because you are all the same. Yeah, there's there's no such thing as as a, as a racial discrimination in your country. Whereas, for example, in the UK, there's more than that. There's strip and searches that have been happening within that. Where there's more, uh, there are more black people being strip searched than white people. So there's more of a racial discrimination down here in the UK. Whereas in Nigeria, I don't think there is one. There really, there really isn't, because like legit majority of the country of 200 million people is black, and yes, there are the occasional chance, there are the occasional times you get like some Indian or Chinese people have came over to do some business or help us build some new buildings or whatever else. Some of them need to, some of them like they do take advantage of the fact of how they're viewed in our country as these like some people like. Working class people in our country or people who are more vulnerable in our country view them as saviors. And they often, some of them have, like, have a tendency of um, not treating our people with the most respect, I'd say, I'll say, and it's disgusting. But in this situation, it is beyond, like, beyond messed up how you can have such young people or your next generation, your next set of Nigerian governors, policemen, and also like Nigerians with the future going out into the world that you don't know if they're going to return purely because they have an iPhone in their pocket or they have a new weave or a haircut or a nice or a nice pair of Nike trainers. It's, like it, it's disgusting. And it's just wrong. My thoughts and well wishes to anyone going through this. I hope that the government actually puts in some genuine change to try and like stop our young people from being killed unnecessarily and actually put in police reform that genuinely changes how the police act from the bottom up. Because this is, this is a thing that's been likely going on well before SARS. It just SARS is now the name and the face and the big and the big time villain. When anyone who's been to Nigeria knows that there's always been a sense of crookedness amongst police that look just like us, which is disgusting and shouldn't be the case. I get that. I get that. All right, well, on a slightly lighter note, or no, not on a much lighter note, I should say, I'm going to go to my favorite sport of basketball, where the Los Angeles Lakers, congratulations to them, have captured their 17th title. LeBron James taking 
the 2020 finals MVP named for Bill Russell. Martinez, what the hell are your thoughts? Congratulations to the Lakers in the first place. It was something that no one actually really expected, really, because before a proper seven-game seven series battle, but it happened. Credit to the Heat because they played some magnificent basketball over those six games. Yeah. They were a bit, they were a bit unlucky at times, but as I said to you while the game was going on, I, I, I feel like Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players, and he's genuinely growing on me despite what happened in Chicago, despite what happened in Minnesota. But the thing is, it was just clearly obvious who wanted it more. I I think Alex Crusoe in the in the starting five in the starting five it was a perfect tactical decision by Frank Vogel. To be fair, because Caruso's the type of guy like he's one of the few role players who would do literally anything you asked of him. I don't think he's a particularly great shooter, but if you ask the guy to clamp up or run the floor, he's one of those guys who will give it, who gives you a hundred percent every time. Then, like of all the role players that a championship a championship team could have, Caruso's like your ideal one because he would literally do anything. And to be fair, it obviously worked out. They captured their title. Congratulations to them. Fourth ring for LeBron. Fourth finals MVP for LeBron. And like I said in the last podcast, I don't care who you have as your GOAT, but if LeBron is not, at least in that discussion, you don't know basketball. And Jimmy Butler's legacy is confirmed. He, If he's not like seen as a top-level player in the NBA as of now, you don't know basketball. If I mean, you do not respect Dwight Howard as a Hall of Famer after he's won this title and actively contributed to this team, you do not know basketball. I mean, some some people think otherwise. Oh, I mean, oh, Stephen A. Stephen A. A. Skip Bayless. Because Everlasting my, my, because my man Stephen A. Smith said that LeBron cannot be the goal playing in the softest era of the NBA. Shut the fuck up. That's something... No, that is something I... Like, I, I, I can accept that I've skipped Bayless at this point in my life. I can, I've i learned that reactionary sports media, the mainstream sports media for basketball, or the NBA, be it ESPN, Fox, or wherever the hell else, if they're on mainstream television, likelihood is they are talking out of their ass for ratings, views, and money. I'm sorry... But you have to be fucking kidding me that you want oh, oh so you want these guys to be getting injured. You want you guys to be rugby tackling each other on the basketball court. That's what you want. And that uh, you're just like this is why the GOAT debate is stupid to me. Because ultimately it is a subjective list with criteria that is subjective to the person making the argument. But so again, yes. it, again, if you're making an argument why Jordan is the greatest of all time, I mean you should remember his playing time at Wizards. If he's really the goal, why he didn't brought the team, brought that team to the playoffs? I mean, if you're gonna be that pedantic, then yeah, sure, you could but bring then, up. What... But why do you? Why, why people are saying that basically LeBron is not the goal because he's playing in the soft era of the NBA? It's just stupid. It's just stupidity for the sake of ratings at this point. Let's be very real. Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, and all the rest of them likely have been doing this for a very long time. So they obviously know what's going to get clicks and views in this reactionary world that we now live in that's based on clips, highlights, and 30-second videos. So if they can say something snappy in 30 seconds, that's generated ESPN billions, and that's generated them millions in their pocket. But, so, but both of them are genuinely believing in it. Because if you look at Skip Bayless... Well, it's Skip Bayless has always said dumb shit. Skip Bayless has made a career. He's made his television career. Like, okay, Skip Bayless, you're 70, you're 70 years old. 
you have absolutely deserved a, lo- a lot of the success that he's got. He's got is he 70? So like 70, he's, not, he's almost 70, yeah. Oh. Or if not, like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Skip Bayless, prior to coming on to ESPN Airways, honestly, he probably he earned a lot of that success, success covering the Cowboys, writing many books and all sorts. And he came from a very tough background. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to even pretend to, like, deny that this guy's made the, a career of the first decade, at least half, like half, decade to half decade of literally just clowning LeBron for the smallest swings and coming up with the most dumb versions of a criteria to discredit a guy who is literally a living, one of the living goats, one of the living greatest of all time in a sport. He's literally made the last five to 10 years of his career off of that. And I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense because you can dislike him because he's objectively, objectively, I'll say this. In terms of legacy, he's the closest thing to Jordan. Because don't get me wrong, Kobe in terms of play style was definitely the like the closest thing we will ever see to Jordan. And even then, Kobe still found a way to be his own man. LeBron, from a play style perspective, is completely different to MJ. But from a legacy perspective, from coming up through some of the toughest, like facing some of the toughest teams in NBA history, and overcoming the odds, like coming back with like from disappointments to win multiple MVPs, win Finals MVP multiple times to um like achieving some stats that most people would never even fucking dream of like i'm sorry but it, this is why i don't take that take seriously anymore because granted that the reason like i'll be honest Stephen a smith is one of the main reasons i wanted to get into journalism but i would never take that take seriously once i fully understood why they say some of the outlandish shit they say you're saying lebron played in the softest era of basketball well I'm sorry, but I'd rather this be considered the softest error, but it's the most highly skilled error, easily without question. You have you would uh, in the 1980s. Would you see, in the 1980s? You're not going to see Carl Anthony Towns or who was the who was a good center in the 1980s or 90s. You're not going to see Carl Malone fucking taking 30 footers, are you? You're not going to see him. You won't take see it. Kareem not doing skyhooks, just just basically shooting threes. Like I'm not saying these guys weren't skilled for their time, but due to how the game has evolved. You have big men now who are doing such crazy things. Guards now, you're like a guy like Stephen Curry wouldn't play in the 90s because coaches wouldn't trust the guy to shoot 30 footers. But now that's a thing. So really, this might be, you can call this the softest era. I'm sorry they're not rugby tackling each other on the court. I'd rather see these guys, A, be more healthy. B, I'd rather see more skill than them fighting because I swear to God, this isn't UFC. If I wanted to watch fighting, I'm watching the UFC. I'm watching like WBC boxing. So he can shut the hell up with that. And Skip Bayless saying, oh, this title doesn't count the same. It's the bubble title. If anything, it does it's one- count. It does it, count. Exactly. It does count because you, you're basically separating the guys from their families for three to four months. Imagine Thank you. how mentally tough it is. Thank you. Like, excuse me. But these are NBA players and athletes who have been doing this for so long where they're yeah, used you, to a routine. people in the first place. Yeah, they're people. Okay, obviously, they are people. So you take you take us away from our family during a pandemic. We're already feeling a bit fucked up. But add to that, if we're professional athletes who have to have things a certain way, a massage at this time, a pregame meal at this time, a call from the family at this time, or whatever else that they, is that they do, because you never know all the small little things that they do that add to them being able to perform at their maximum. Because yes, no, some celebrities, are, some sportsmen are complete divas. But if them having what? 
their hand wraps ready for them on their bench or their towel ready for them at this time means that they're going to go to what? Give me 30 points and nearly an MVP performance and take me to a championship. I will take that. And to be fair, if anything, this championship is probably the most important one of the fucking decade. Because you started off this decade in a very unsure time where the season had to shut down because of a global pandemic, which could kill anyone and everyone that people to this day aren't taking seriously. Of yeah. course, yes, 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 yes. You put these guys in a bubble for fuck's sake. And they went out there and performed to their maximum while still trying to promote social justice on top of that. Excuse me, this championship is noble is number one. At the very least, it'll be top fucking three of the decade. When this decade is over, when we're at 2029, 20, when me and you are both 30 to 28 years of age, whenever the if we're still doing this damn thing, this like that will be that should be in the top three of championships that decade. I don't give a fuck. So Skip Bayless, you can get the fuck out of here with that one. That makes no sense. Skip Bayless, for God's sake, retire. Oh, Jesus, yes. Retire, <laughs> please. <laughs> You've made your money. You've made your mark. You'll be in the Hall of Fame for fucking journalism if there is such a thing. Just stop being such an idiot with your takes, man. Just get your head out your ass and appreciate greatness while you still have it. People didn't do that with Kobe, but now that he's dead, everyone's catching on his death. Like, I'm sorry, but people are saying some mad shit about Kobe. And then now that he's died... Everyone's trying to wear his shoes, buy his jersey, say how he's one of the greatest. But that, where was that energy five years ago? Where was the energy when he retired? Where was that energy? Where was that same energy for a lot of people? Right. There were some people who kept that same energy with Kobe back. and recognized um, his greatness. But a lot of people yeah, just dropped onto bandwagon and were saying some somebody. wild shit about it. Oh, God. My, my guy, Michael Spashford, got an MBE award for services to vulnerable children and families during this whole pandemic. Honestly, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of, especially as a Manchester United fan and as someone who actually relied on free school meals, of course not in the UK and back home in Lithuania, it just, it just makes me happier because like to have this type of influence for people is just crazy and of course the, the, this government, in my opinion, will be basically remembered as the U-turn one because the mouth things they reconsidered was just astonishing in my opinion what do you think about it i feel as though even though i don't keep up with football i feel as though the fact that an athlete in the uk fully put like a current athlete for a top tier team in the uk actually pushed back against the government and gave them clear reasons why they should reconsider something that major is big props in of itself i don't care if you're a manchester united fan or a sports fan in general you have to respect a guy who used such a big platform in the UK and used it to benefit people where he came from. It's the, it's the old saying of never forget where you came from. And Marcus Rashford did not clearly. And he reminded the UK government that, oi, although a lot of us are now, a lot of, a lot of people are famous or doing better generally, there's still people who can barely afford to eat. And you can't now take that away. And man, well-deserved Marcus Rashford. Well-fucking-deserved, mate. Because this is one of the first few times in the UK that an athlete has spoken out. It's not just been. It, it probably did just start as him. Like I think it started as him posting on like Twitter or something. Like, boy, what the hell? Why are you doing this? Yeah. But, but obviously, this is one of the few times where, from a UK athlete or a UK influence, where it just went from a quick tweet of anger to okay, right. 
kids out my damn self because I came from this. It actually became action that was feasible that you could see happening. And it got the UK government to quickly reconsider that. And okay, firstly, a slap on the head for the UK government for even trying to take away free school meals from kids who can't afford to eat. Yet you want to send these kids to school during a pandemic. So, you know, think about that one there, buddy. Thank you, Marcus Rashford, for getting Boris Johnson like, and all the rest of them to actually use some common sense to think about people who can't afford things necessarily and come from lesser backgrounds than they did because this government often fails to do that. And I'm not saying they have to become liberal and think of every last person, but something like free school meals, that should be common sense. It's not about politics anymore. It's about the emotions. That's literally human rights. That's basically fucking caring. Like That's empathy. That's basic fucking empathy. Like, I'm not trying to... Like, I'm not trying to, like, enforce my political opinion on this, but, or too much, but that is empathy. I don't give a damn what you, where your political allegiances are. The, the fact that you were considering taking away such a basic thing, the thing that literally just about gets some kids through school, and you were going to do it to save, a, save some money that you weren't going to invest back into these schools, most likely. Like, I'm sorry, but that is, very fucking stupid. Good thing Marcus mean, right. Like good on Marcus I mean, them right kids are, to them kids are basically the future of the country, really. So exactly, like a lot of those kids. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying all these kids are gonna be the next prime minister, president. Like you never know what a kid can become. Very true, but a lot of these kids will literally make up the bulk of your your workforce. That your next generation builders, bin men, like sub- public servicemen. A lot of these kids will like will become public servicemen in some capacity. And you're about to take away one of the biggest public services to them becoming, like, going into that career path. So, yeah, thank you, Marcus Rashford. Like, good on you for getting your MBE. Uh, fucking life, man. Anyway. Uh, speaking of royal awards, Mr. David Attenborough and I think Prince William... Yeah, Prince William are teaming up for, like, I think, like, like a two hundred million pound award or something like that for someone who can come up with something that's re- like a really good environmental idea to like help out the environment in the UK. It's about time we actually listened to David Attenborough, the guy's soothing ninety-something-year-old voice, has been the thing educating us about the environment well before those social media, Greta Thunbergs and other people who thought basically, environmental basically, basically. He endorsed the, the Green Revolution before it was a thing. Yeah, basically <laughs> endorsing the green, endorsing the Green Revolution. But like, yeah, no, about fucking time this man David Attenborough got some feasible backing. Because I'm sorry, I really, mu- yeah, you really have to take a moment to appreciate the fact the guy is like in his 90s. He could die at any day, and he's using possibly his last few days on this planet to like try and tell us to take care of an environment that he won't even live to see. Yes. And look, I might not love the royal family, but all, pre- all credit in this one to Prince fucking William for backing this with his voice and his influence. Because I don't care, regardless of your leanings or your opinions, British pe- all British people have some level of respect for the royal family. Yeah. And like, well, like, thank you. Because ultimately, what I will say is just this is, that is a very good thing that he's now done because this will actually get people to put genuine money behind like some kids idea of how to make factories more green you never know the idea they're going to pick 
But now this means that people actually pay attention to some of these ideas. Like, I know some of these ideas will be outright stupid and unfeasible, but the, the, most, the smallest kid's idea could be something so revolutionary. And now that they're actually going to be looking out for them, they've made it clear that's what they're looking out for. You don't know how many people that's now gone and inspired to actually chase these environmentally friendly dreams. So good on them for even putting it out there. Like, God damn it. Hats off to you people, man. We have some decent people and we have some, some not so decent people like Troy Lanez, for example, who's oh, been charged with felony charges and faces up to 23 years in prison. You had to bring up my favorite little midget, my favorite social distance <laughs> braids have him busted. Wow. Tory, Tory, <laughs> me again. Tory fucking Lanes. Oh my God. Wow. About time your ass gets charged. When are they going to deport you so I can hear like reports of you being used as a soap in Canadian prison? Please. I want to get to that point already. I'm done with this. He's an idiot. If When he gets indicted for at least one of these fucking charges... I want his ass to go to prison. I need to see him in prison. I mean, I, I mean, he will plead, he will plead not guilty. But what happens if he's not guilty? That's what I want to ask you. Oh, if he's not guilty, then all right, cool. But buddy, you still carried a gun and still shot it at Megan the fucking Stallion at Kylie Jenner's party. I will still laugh at you for being that much of an idiot, even if the court didn't see it as as bad as it should be seen, in my opinion. And you know what's funny? Even when I saw that this had happened, that he had been charged, right? You know, I thought, I realized, if this was a regular black woman, you know damn well (laughs) that she's not getting anywhere near this level of dedication to her case. Because I'm sorry, but if Megan Thee Stallion, if it happen, if this happened to Megan Thee Stallion and this nigga goes off scot free, uh, excuse my language, and this guy goes off scot free, how the hell is a regular black woman just gonna have like could even get anywhere near justice, man? It's so tapped. But hey, like it's absolutely fucking wild. I hope that he, at the very least, if he isn't proven guilty, that he actually fucking learns from this, keeps fucking quiet about it, and actually fucking learns to treat women with respect, know when and where, the occasions when and when not to carry a fucking firearm. But if he's guilty, he will most definitely be in jail. I need to see that. <laughs> you want to see this. I see it in your face. You want to see this. I want to see the little five foot two ass being dragged out of prison. <laughs> that auto tune voice ain't gonna save you now, buddy. Quarantine radio's done for. Oh, it's soap time. It's bath time at the zoo, buddy. That's what you're getting. You will, you will do your quarantine, 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 in a, in an exact quarantine, right now. Oh. If you get what I'm saying. You're gonna be quarantined in quarantine, buddy. You are going to be finished. Oh. And who and who's going to say quarantine, quarantine, quarantine now? Probably Megan the Stallion when she celebrates the fact that he's in prison. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's fucking wild, man. Because because I'm not even gonna pretend Megan is like this all the way innocent person. Because yes, we know that she's had some domestic abuse cases, or not domestic abuse, but she's had like violence against men be a previous thing against her. But in this situation, like. This guy, Tori, is foolish. And it's going to be very funny when he comes out on the other side of this, charged or not charged, and seeing how he moves. Because 
realistically, either way, he can't move the same again. He has to learn from this. If he does not learn from this, he won't get this lucky. If he's if he's not found guilty, he'll never get that lucky again. If he is found guilty, serve your fucking time. Don't whine and complain and actually just come out a better human being. Because there's still people who will fuck with your music as long as you play your cards right. It really depends now. I mean, I used to be a big fan of Tori, but I mean, if he if he gets actually guilty, a lot of fans I feel will turn on him. Of course, the, of course. The way they, will. they did turn on him now. Yeah, of course they will. Like they should. But I mean, we'll see because the 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 court will be dragged out a little bit because of COVID and. This is a serious charge that it will take some time to actually realize what what has been happening and actually to hear the verdict. But hopefully it goes the way it's supposed to go. But we'll see. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But yeah, this one seems pretty clear cut to me. Any fucking ways, what's next? Speaking of speaking of little guys shooting big guys, Stormzy is beefing with Jip. Oh my gosh! Two UK rap legend, two UK rap legend heavyweights are going at it to decide who has the biggest claim in the rap game. But no, seriously, fill me in on this one, cause like I've been sleeping on this. Fill me in. I've been very sleeping okay. at the wheel. Let's move to March 2020 when Skepta, Chip, and Young Ads dropped a, a collab- collaborative album called. Insomnia. Yeah. And there's a song called What and there's called Ways where yeah. Chip dropped some bars about someone we 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 were all speculating about. It was about some other rapper. Maybe it was about Stormzy. Some of the people assumed it was about Stormzy, but then mm-hmm. basically Tion Wayne, Dutch Valley and Stormzy dropped this a tune called I don't know, tune my opinion. And Sto- and Stormzy he was just like a this chip. And it, and a few weeks after the release of that song, Stormzy pulled up to Chip's house. Oh shit! If it's goons in it. Oh, that's wild. And now Chip's dropped two diss tracks already. Flowers. Very and wild. Killer MC. That is very fucking wild, man. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of both of them, but. Chips winning this, in my opinion, easily. Probably. Because this track that was released, oh my god. You need to listen and listen to this carefully because not only the bars, not only the disses, but the rhyme schemes in there. The beat reminded me of like 2350 Cent or something else. Just like, that is wild. All right, I'll check it out. I'll definitely keep on top crazy of it. I'll definitely keep on top of it because if it sounds that mad, I have to. I have no choice but to keep up with it now. I mean, they used to be friends, like a good friend. Yeah, that you that shit usually happens. Though. Like often in like music or anything that's competitive, guys or people usually go from being friends to like some of the best enemies. I can't lie. Uh, I mean, Chip is used to known for like these distracts and rap. I was like. Him and Boxy Malone went into, against each other. He, it was like the probably one of the famous rap beefs in the UK. Oh, mad. 
I remember that. I've briefly heard about that one. That's I think that was just when I that's literally just when I started getting into UK rap. I can't lie. Trust me, Chip's winning this. I don't care how much I like Stormzy, Chip is winning this. Mm, yeah, probably. Like I don't know because I, I haven't kept up with um, Stormzy in a minute, but if like out of the two of them, I think Chip is just generally the harder rapper. But you never know. Like in diss tracks, you never know who can come out on top because. I don't think anyone was expecting Tupac to come out with like hit him up, hit him up after <laughs> like after kicking the door or ten crack commandments or what I forgot the exact song it was, but no one expected that. So you know, like we'll see what happens. I mean, no one expected the little guy Tory Lanez to go toe to toe with joining Lucas of all people. Yeah, let's not talk about him, buddy. Let's not give him no positivity. Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I'll give a credit, a credit where credit is due, so. Right. Basically, yeah. Chips winning this. What else happened this week? Oh, shit. Kanye West, for whole people. My man released a, a video of his presidential campaign and oh, then gosh. started selling merch for, for, for the same reason. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He re- oh god Kanye 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 like the fact that he's genuinely serious about trying to run for president annoys me because America right now doesn't need a renegade like guy with some mad ideas be they on the right wing or the left wing they need someone who actually can get this country back on track and it's damn sure not Kanye West who can't even have who's barely able to put like keep his own life in check without going on a massive Twitter rant or pissing on his Grammy <laughs> Like, what's he gonna do now? Fucking piss on the piss on the national flag, change change the flag to say Yeezy on it with some stars and stripes. Oh god. Oh god. I mean, I, mean, I fully get why he is selling the, the the presidential merch. At the same reason why I don't get that because he's a billionaire and he's raising money for his presidential campaign. But bloody hell. It's just fucking imagine stupid. if he did release. Imagine if he did release the easy line with uh, references to America. To America. Imagine that. I, yeah. No. Literally. Watch how he. Watch how he does that. You know what's gonna happen. But it's just a fallout of that I don't want. What Trump like? What Trump is showing us that you just don't want someone who has a celebrity background of any kind outside of their political career. Sorry, my keys dropped. You don't want anyone like that in in a position of power. And I'm sorry, but the last thing I want is an unsta- a mentally unstable rapper who needs help as our president and a a lawyer who originally started off as a talentless like fashion model's assistant in Kim Kardashian as my first lady as the first lady of America. No thank you. Like don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Kim is a phenomenal lawyer, gets multiple people out of prison when she needs to and probably has some real tough conversations and has access to people that I would only fucking dream of. But Jesus, I don't want to see the nonsense that's going to be going on in the White House after you've already dealt with the rumble in the jungle that's been Donald Trump's, like, reign of terror. I mean, I mean, uh, some people see 
uh, the, the the life and the whole politics as a as a one reality show, and that saddens me because those politicians run our countries. Yeah, you literally like. I don't want another fucking like. I don't need another character as the representation of one of the great of one of or what should be one of the most powerful countries in the world. I need an actual politician. Like right now, the UK, we have a character in prison. Like in in as our prime minister, we like, like we and we're feeling the effects of that. Thankfully, Boris Johnson actually knows a thing or two about politics, so he can occasionally make the right call. But okay, no, you've seen what Donald Trump Donald Trump has done. I don't want to imagine how much worse it will get with Kanye West. And you know what? Like one of his tweets fucking scared me. He's fully gonna be one of those anti, like completely anti-abortion people, like really forcing his like religious views on a bunch of people that either don't agree with him fundamentally or just aren't religious. Point blank. Period. Like I don't care. Do your Sunday service. Praise God. Do all of that stuff in your own way. That's good. But don't don't involve politics in it. Yes. Don't mix politics with religion. Separate politics from the religion, and that's it, because it's, that's it's, not... Politics should never be be included into church. Exactly. Like we've, in my opinion. That's been going on. Like, when people have done that since in earlier time periods, like the 1800s and before that, like, like well, like, 500-ish years ago, when people were doing that shit, people were dying for no fucking reason. I don't want to go back to that. And okay, before, before before you say, I want to declare that I'm fully aware that the Christian, the Christian Demo- Democratic Democratic Party is basically will basically ruin Lithuania for the next four years. But let's just say separate politics from religion, and that's about it. Yeah, like that's literally how I feel as well. Like, don't get me wrong, like religion is an important thing in many people's lives, but so is politics. The two things should not mix. It's oil, they're like oil and water. They shouldn't fucking mix. Yes. Oh no, it's like gasoline to a fire. They shouldn't mix. It would just blow up your country. Your country is already smoking. If you now blow the whole thing up, it would be like... I don't want to make a really bad comparison, but it would just be a terrible explosion. Uh, basically, it would be not good. Yeah. And I figured out the title for this episode, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Either Kanye 2020 or... Kanye West is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, briefly, one thing I wanted to mention, because it blew up on Twitter on, Twitter on Friday or Saturday, I don't remember. Uh-huh. The Home Secretary in the UK, Free Patel, yeah? Oh! She deported 14... So-called asylum seekers from Lithuania for drug possessions. Oh Jesus! No, you that's, can you can fully take the wheel on this one, buddy. That um, a that's xenophobic, and that's a, a current theme in the UK. B. We were never, and we are never the asylum seekers because UK. Okay, you got your Brexit, but you're still the part of the EU customs union. Which allows free travel. So Lithuanians are never the asylum seekers because ima- ima- imagine, Paul, you live, you you graduate from union, you live for four hundred euros per month. How would you feel? If I literally graduated from union, I'm only going to get four hundred euros a month. 
Yeah, that's the minimum wage in Lithuania, by the way. I would be distraught. Yes. So we hard work in Lithuanian people. That's why we come into the United Kingdom is because of a better living than underappreciated 400 euro minimum wage per per month. Yeah, basically nothing, isn't it? Like 400 euros a month. You can earn this in one week. Jesus Christ, that's wild. So if you call us asylum seekers, then you call the rest of Lithuanian immigrants asylum seekers who are actually want who are want to be part of the country as well. It, of course, there might be some people that there might be some bad people who sell drugs, who do drugs, who kill people, who rape people. But the, do not call all the Lithuanian people asylum seekers because of, of because of fourteen drug trafficking uh, drug traffickers because of. You don't call the whole immigrants because of it. It's just wrong. It's just it's like it's the stupid shit that happens in the world we live in right now, where people just don't have respect for people that people don't understand the hardships that people face. People are lacking empathy. People are refusing to understand understand other people's circumstances. It's like, oh, they're basically trying to keep Britain white, keep immigrants out. When in reality, a lot of these immigrants aren't going for the jobs that we as people who've been educated in the system have access to like a lot of these people who are coming from other British people would never work for cheap labor in the first place they would never go into fields to collect potatoes or something else they would never do that I wouldn't say never but it's just highly unlikely like you're gonna get a British person who would who, who would probably work as hard as they would because they're coming from they're coming from a more desperate situation it's just how it is and I do genuinely feel like people need to understand that it's not a bad thing to have immigrants coming in. If they're like, yes, there are bad people in every corner of the world. There are bad people who come into every country. There are bad people who do different things in this world. But you can't now group in all these different people. You can't group. You can't group a whole like nation's people coming to your country and saying they're drug dealers because of a few bad apples. I want to get rid of the you get rid of the bad apples, no problem. But don't group all these people. Don't group everyone in that. Don't group every apple in that barrel as a bad apple because of three. Yes. Genuinely, I saw it. I was pissed off because it puts my country into bad reputation. That's fucking what disgusting. What people when they know that Lithuanian and see that the title made made like an assumption of me. Yeah, like just, I I don't know. It's just fucked because we are we are not drug traffickers. We are hardworking, honest people who are willing to do anything for a better living. And Jerry, we do not we are not against the UK. We love the UK. Everyone else, everyone in Lithuania does love the UK. But the thing is, it can't happen again. Yeah, it's just fuck. It's just fucking wild. How someone can be very um heartless and disrespectful to um a whole group of people that literally is coming to a country to have a better living situation make more money and make more money for the country ultimately so um it's sad i'm sorry you have to go through that as a lithuanian man yourself and i feel bad for immigrants coming into this country who are facing ridiculous amounts of persecution and unnecessary racism and 
xenophobism or xenophobia, I should say, thrown their way for no reason other than wanting to better their life. It actually happens on a day-to-day basis. It's just weird, isn't it? I fully get that I'm not British and I'm not trying to be, but generally just let me try to earn a better living in your country because I'm not harming you at all. All I want to do is to help you boost your economy by helping my own people who might be a bit bit underappreciated in my own country. It's just like... I'm trying to take your job place. No, it's because I need to work for myself to earn a better living and to support people back home. I hear that. It's just crazy, this stigma. I, I don't understand it, but I guess very, that's the world we live in it right now. The world we live in is very insensitive. In my opinion, this world needs to heal and it needs to heal very, very soon. I don't know whether it's going to be through religion, whether it's through a different political, like political changes. I don't know if it's a combination of all sorts. But this world needs to heal and learn to be a bit more empathetic. Hope for a better future in this world, but I don't know when it happens and if it happens. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, bud. But yeah, man. Anyways, there's nothing else to talk actually, really. Yeah, I don't think there's that much. We've covered all the talk to talk about so to be fair there's anyone who give a shout out to so we can end this podcast on like a more a slightly more positive note yeah we can do this who are you shouting out everyone who listens to the podcast you are legend <laughs> right 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 um who am, right, who am i gonna shout out well who am i gonna shout out <laughs> um God, let me think. Actually, I've got a mad idea. Like, I've got some shit I want to tell you off pod that will make you fucking die of how of how wild it is. But okay, man, I'm just saying a big shout out to. Um, oh, oh wait, what? One sec. Let 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 I have one day. So all. The original four in the same podcast again. What do you say? All I want to have is the original four for one more episode again. Right, right, right. Ah, uh, and um, yeah. All I want to say is a good shout, a big shout out to um, Leah, Scarlett, Rachel, Shauna. Who else? Who else am I giving a random shout out to? Um, Ryan and I can't think of any more names to shout out for various reasons. You you could all probably guess. I'm gonna leave it very ambiguous. You can all probably guess why I shouted you out. If you know, you know. And yeah, that concludes another episode of FB Fucking One. Yes. So thank you for listening, everybody. Hopefully it's recorded. If not, then probably some shoes will be flying across our rooms. Uh, you, you, I'll burn this whole flat down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. Burn it down. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for listening. Oh, see you guys. 
next week, I guess. In a bit. All right.